One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Don't walk home alone at night. I'll try and keep this short and sweet. I'm a small female, 29, but look a lot younger. I live in the downtown area of a medium-sized city, and there are a lot of bars and restaurants within walking distance of my apartment. I had gone out one night to meet a friend at a bar probably one-third of a mile away and decided to just walk home around 1.30 a.m. For some reason, this whole situation just never sat well with me. There was a guy at the bar that kept making eye contact and smiling at me, but he never approached me so I didn't think anything of it. Later, as I'm walking home, I pass some apartments pretty close to mine. Lo and behold, there is the guy from the bar having a conversation with someone on the sidewalk outside of these apartments. He stops mid-sentence and says, Hey, didn't I just see you at the bar? I'm slightly inebriated and ready to just get home, so mumbled something about yeah and have a good night, but didn't stop, kept walking. I had a sinking feeling in my gut. Next thing I know, and I'm literally a block away from my apartment now, 
I hear a vehicle coming up slowly behind me. It's dude. He rolls down his truck window and starts telling me to get in. He'll give me a ride home, etc. I say no thanks, I'm literally home, and he starts getting more aggressive, leaning over to open the door as he's pushing on the gas to follow me. I almost broke into a run, but didn't want to let him know how bad he was creeping me out. Everything about this situation felt really wrong, and I was quickly becoming terrified. He followed me, still telling me to get in over and over again all the way to my apartment, and then just stopped and watched me punch in my gate code and hurry inside. I could see him just sitting out on the street for a while before driving off. I wanted to make sure he was gone. I'm sure he could have just been drunk maybe too, but he was so aggressive and demanding after the first couple times, it really, really bothered me. I never got a really good look at the guy, but, and I'm sure this is totally unrelated, not even a month later, two females were murdered, decapitated, and then had their bodies left inside of a burning house, while one had their head buried in the backyard, and another put into a backpack or something absolutely crazy. I'm not saying it was the same dude, but it happened pretty close to my house, and I'm just like, what if? So many crazy, paranoid scenarios have run through my mind, and now I just never leave my apartment after dark unless I'm driving somewhere. Stay safe out there. One night a few friends and I were sleeping over at one of our houses. It was around Halloween time so we had been carving pumpkins and watching Halloween movies all night, just getting in the Halloween mood. The girls' parents weren't home and weren't going to be until the next day sometime around noon. At around 10 p.m., all four or five of us were sitting on the couch watching a scary movie when we hear a fairly loud and abrupt knock on the door. We looked at each other and weren't sure what to do, so we just stayed put. Her dog started barking and growling crazily at the front door. A minute later, there were more knocks, just over and over again. One of the girls went and looked through the peephole and ran back to us all spooked. She said it was someone tall, wearing a black hoodie, and she couldn't see their face. The door was locked, but I could have sworn I heard the person try the door handle. They were pounding on the door sporadically for like five, seven minutes. Meanwhile, we're all cowered together on the couch with the front door in sight, just staying quiet. We were terrified the person was going to come through the side gates and see us through the backyard windows or try to get in through the back so we called the girl's parents, the girl whose house we're at, to tell them what's going on. Her dad says to call the police if we feel it's necessary, but he's going to have the girl's grandparents who lived nearby to come check on us. Eventually the knocks subsided and her grandma stays at the house that night, so we weren't completely alone. But her dad called us back that night later on and said that it could have been a kind of serial robber, because other neighbors were getting the same knocks on their doors, and even had their doors locks attempted to be opened. It scared us pretty badly. Loud knocking at our house door while I was home alone. This was already posted on a different subreddit, but here we go. So, this was when we were living at our last house, and it was late. I don't remember where my parents exactly went to. I think they went to the store. I was basically home alone. I was playing on our Xbox 360. Then I heard knocks on the door. My parents always tell me, never answer the door if we're not home. The knocks were calm knocks, then it quickly went to banging on the door. I was freaking out, not knowing what to do. I was trying to figure out what to do. 
We had a curtain on our door, so they can't really look in. I was a little dumb by lifting up the curtain a little bit, but the guy looked at me with this creepy smile and waved. I was half naked, and it was visible, and this guy was an old man. I was shaking because I got even more freaked out. I grabbed my phone quickly as possible and texted my dad. I told him there was a man at the door, and I took a picture of the truck outside. He told me it was probably the man asking about the mower. I think I remembered him trying to tell me something. That was when I was at the door. Years ago I was walking my dog with my sister at a farm right by my house. The farm owner, a nice lady who still runs it today, lets the public use the farm and the woods for free to walk their dogs as long as dogs stay on their leads when by the farm animal pens and fields. The farm is quite big, and if you walk further in, there's a little woods at the back of it which are normally quite deserted. We always feel safe walking here though because we've both known the farm owner since we were babies and the walls surrounding the farm are massive and couldn't be easily climbed over if that makes sense. Anyway we go into the farm and make our way to the woods because we can let the dog off his lead here he can't come off lead in the farm for obvious reasons but the woods are gated off to all the sheep and horses etc. We let him off the lead and start walking around. The woods go in a big circle around the farm, so we usually just do a little lap of the woods before coming back into the farm and then going home. We're walking along chatting, and then sitting ahead of us on a fallen down tree log was a man. He was just sitting there. What I mean is he wasn't drinking a coffee he'd bought from the little farm shop at the farm. He didn't have a dog with him. He was just sitting on the log staring straight ahead at the trees and the woods. We carry on walking. And as we come close to him, he suddenly looks over at us quite quickly and says, The only way out of this place is over there. And this monotone voice and points at the woods, a part of the woods that just leads to more woods, and then a brick wall that surrounds the farm. We just ignored him and carried on walking. We told the lady who owns the farm that there was a man in the woods, and she said she hadn't seen anyone go in there before us, but asked us nevertheless what he was doing. We said he wasn't doing anything just sitting there, but we did tell her what he had said to us. She looked confused and went into the woods with us and asked us to show her where he had been so we did. We showed her where he had pointed and she said, That leads to the wall that used to separate the farm from the railway tracks. Apparently years before there was a railway next to the farm that stopped being used for whatever reason some 30 years before and now just sits there overgrown and desolate. Don't know what the man meant by that being the only way out of the woods, but the whole thing made me feel unnerved. We never saw him again, and neither did the farm owner. A drunk man at my door. To preface this took place years ago around 2014-2015. I didn't have kids yet, and was 24-ish, and my husband was working a double shift, which meant he'd be gone overnight which meant I was home alone when this happened. It was around 11.30 at night and someone began pounding on my door. I usually don't answer the door unless I'm expecting people, but given that whoever was pounding on my door wouldn't go away they knocked for several minutes, I decided to see what they needed. I lived in quite a large apartment complex, and it wasn't uncommon on a summer night for my neighbors lots of college kids here and lots of parties to have guests over so I'd figured maybe someone got lost or something and knocked on my door mistaking it for someone else's. 
I opened the door a crack to a middle-aged man who looked disheveled and was clearly very intoxicated. Is Rick here? I'm sorry nobody by that name lives here. Richard, is he in there? I'm sorry he's not. This is where I tried to shut the door, but this man stopped me. I know he is. He began looking past me into the apartment and started screaming. Rick! Rick! Come out here, you F-seeking coward! Sir, I'm sorry there's no Rick here. You need to leave. Send Rick out here, and I will. I don't know anyone named Rick. Please leave. He stood there for a moment and seemed to be thinking, or in some sort of drunken stupor, at which point two of my neighbors who my husband and I dubbed the neighbor dudes imagined the show workaholics. These guys really reminded me of them stuck their heads out their door to see what was going on. ND1 equals neighbor dude 1ND2 equals neighbor dude 2DG equals drunk guy and obviously me is me. ND1. Hey man, everything alright out there? DG. Is Rick in there? ND2. Who's that? DG. My brother, I'm looking for him. He lives here and I need a place to crash. ND2. Well, if Rick does live here, it's not with her, and not with us. You have the wrong apartments, bro. Me. Sorry about your brother, I have to go. But maybe you should try calling him. I then shut and locked my door. And the neighbor dudes talked to this guy for a few minutes and he went away. After which, of course, neighbor dudes knocked on my door, asked if I was okay, I was but kinda creeped out, offered me some beer, and asked if I wanted to sleep on their couch. I took the beer hung out at their place for a few hours, and then went home. Neighbor dudes insisted on walking me to my door, even though it was about four or five feet away law, but I'm glad they did. Home Alone at age 13 One Saturday morning in the early 90s, when I was 13 years old, I was left home alone while my parents and sister went carpet shopping in another city about an hour away. So of course I did what any teenager does when suddenly given run of the entire house for several hours. Set myself up in the basement playing the best computer game we had at the time, Lynx 386. So there I was. Driving, putting, etc. On the beautifully rendered VG of golf course, just having a splendid afternoon. I probably even had an extra can of soda. But suddenly, I heard a loud thud above me, followed by heavy footsteps. My mind started racing. How long have my parents been gone? Crap. Only about an hour and a half. They won't be home for at least another hour. Who the hell is in my house, and what are they doing here? I went into panic mode and ran to the other end of the basement, where I hid behind a couch, hoping whoever broke into my house wouldn't find me and do who knows what. For the next few minutes, I sat there shaking behind the couch, listening as the heavy footsteps branched throughout the house. What are they looking for? Do they know I'm here? We lived in the country, so no one probably saw them break into the house, and there wasn't a phone in the basement, so I couldn't call anyone for help. Then I realized the basement lights were still on, as was the computer, golf game clearly abandoned it whole. If they came downstairs, they'd see these and realize someone must be here hiding. Unfortunately, there was nothing I could do, since the light switch was at the top of the stairs, and I wasn't going to leave the only semi-safe spot in the basement. My only option, then, was to escape. The stairs were obviously out of the question, but there were small windows at ground level, 
near the top of the basement walls. I was trying to figure out how to open one of them and B climb up to it when I heard the basement door open. Shit. Footsteps started slowly down the stairs and continued into the back room adjacent to where I was hiding. My heart was beating out of my chest and I couldn't even think straight. This was the end, I knew it. And then I heard a voice. Billy Beer 55? It was my mom. And just like that I was flooded with confusion, relief, and embarrassment. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I shakily made it to my feet and stepped out from where I was hiding. I don't remember exactly what I said to her, but there was profanity involved. Apparently they stopped at a local carpet store before heading out of town and were satisfied with the selection, so didn't bother heading to the originally intended store. That loud thud was a stack of carpet samples they dropped on the kitchen floor. I can laugh about it now, but that still remains the most terrified I have ever been. Avoided Armed Robbery When my daughter was an infant a few years ago, I was home alone with her during the day. Our two dogs were outside and my daughter and I were in the dining room, which lead to the living room where the front door was located. The doorbell rang and my instincts told me to grab my daughter out of her high chair and hit the ground so whoever was at the front door couldn't see us if they hadn't already. This was a weird reaction because we lived in the city and pretty frequently had people knock on the door soliciting or for deliveries, and I never had a visceral reaction to the doorbell before. But I've learned through experience to trust my instincts, even if it seems ridiculous in the moment, so I grabbed her and hit the ground and peeked around the corner really quickly. There was a normal-looking middle-aged man at the door. He didn't look scary, but I had alarm bells going off in my head and decided to stay put. He rang the bell a few more times then knocked. Then he started pounding on the door really loudly. When he started trying to turn the doorknob, I grabbed my phone out of my pocket and started dialing 911. Just before I hit the call button, my dog started going bananas in the backyard and he turned and ran off. I was shaken but didn't report it or anything because it wasn't the best neighborhood and I didn't think it would be taken seriously. And honestly, I had an infant and didn't really want to spend the time filing a report. The next day I found out from a neighbor that a middle-aged man fitting the guy's description exactly had been all over the neighborhood the day before breaking into houses he thought were empty. But when he got to the house in the alley directly behind our house, the person was home when he rang the bell and he pulled out a gun and forced his way in, 
holding the person at gunpoint, and at one point he fired shots that thankfully missed by a hair. Always, always trust your instincts. Edited to add, Yes, I do regret not having filed the report, and in retrospect, absolutely should have done so. This is all completely true. Read it all the way through. I was in my fifth year of college alone in my bedroom in my apartment. It was late at night. A piece of string rose up into the air and floated towards me. I was absolutely terrified and thought I was losing my mind. Then, suddenly, my old roommate appeared on my turned-off computer monitor and started talking to me meanwhile. That piece of string was still floating around my room. Then a few people walked through the walls into my room, then walked through the adjacent wall to see themselves out as if they were walking in the mall. Then the clothes in my hamper started moving the sleeve of my shirt would rise up and wave at me, almost taunting me. I jumped in my bed and closed my eyes. I opened them for a brief second, and a tree branch came souring down from the ceiling and stopped just before impaling, and then disappeared. I thought it was going insane. More and more weird, almost paranormal things kept occurring all night. I had been drinking very heavily during the day I passed out at some point and woke up at night, so I googled whether or not alcohol consumption could cause hallucinations. Apparently, I was going through withdrawal from drinking extremely heavily in a short period. I think I finished more than a handle of vodka, and then suddenly stopping. I was experiencing symptoms of delirium tremens DTS, which can be fatal. I had no money or health insurance to go to the hospital, so I literally just waited it out and hoped I didn't die. I was very deep into alcoholism at this point. Long story short, I obviously survived it, and I'm three and a half years sober. Life is much better. Never told that story before, but man it feels good to say it. If you're struggling with addiction, get help. It doesn't mean you're weak, it's literally a disease of your brain that you can't help. Call bullshit on this all you want. I don't know if it was real, I don't know if it was a hallucination, but this happened. I went to my parents' bathroom what you had to go through their bedroom to get. All throughout my childhood me and my sister always thought that their room and that their bathroom was haunted. I don't know where either one of us got this idea or where this entire thing started, but to this day both of us do not lay being in that part of the house, and we are both now fully grown adults. Anyway, the reason I went to their bathroom is because our bathroom was having issues. I used it as normal. I was washing my hands. I looked at the mirror, and something that basically looked like a Dementor from Harry Potter was behind me to my side in a doorway. The door was shut. But there was about a three feet deep area that led to the door, like the door wasn't flush with the wall. It was pushed in about three feet to make room for the closet on the other side of the wall. It just stood there, looking at me. I thought to myself, this isn't real, it's not really there, you're imagining things, it isn't there so I fully turned my body around trying to prove to myself that once I turned around it wouldn't be there. It was still there. It was still there. There was no other way out of this bathroom. This very small bathroom. I didn't have a phone on me or anything. So I turned the background, closed my eyes, screamed. Leave. I turned back around, opened my eyes, and it was gone. Oh boy did I sprint out of that bathroom, and I would refuse to even go in my parents' room for the next solid year. I stayed at my grandma's house as much as possible, and would refuse to even enter the house for at least two months after that. 
Then quite a few years later my parents were watching Harry Potter, which I never watched any of the movies because I was never interested in it. I still don't get the hype around it personally and the Dementors were on screen. I'm like, that's what it was, that was the thing in the freaking bathroom, what the hell. To this day I refuse to watch any Harry Potter movies ever cause I never want to see those things ever again in my life ever. Now everyone who has ever been in my parents' house has said something feels weird in it. My family's lived there for about 30 years. I don't know the history of the house before we moved in because we moved in whenever I was basically a baby. I had friends spend the night that never wanted to come back after that. There would be people that came over that had no idea about the weird stuff we had experienced that would say they thought really uneasy. I don't know if it was real, I don't know if it was a hallucination, I know that I was completely awake when it happened, I wasn't just half asleep, I know I wasn't asleep dreaming, but it's 100% possible that it was a hallucination, but it wasn't the last time that anyone ever saw that thing in the house. Also before I ever told anyone what I had seen my mom had told me about something my sister told her she saw, and the thing my mom described to me sounded identical to what I had seen. Mind you, I had not said anything to my mother or to my sister about it after it happened because I thought I was just crazy or something. When my mom was telling me about this creepy thing your sister saw, I started freaking out telling her what I saw in the bathroom. There have been a few weird things in that house that both me and my sister have seen that neither one of us told each other about, but we had told our mom about and then we ended up finding out later that we both saw the same thing so I don't know if there's just something really weird with that house, or if me and my sister just have incredibly similar hallucinations. I do know that whenever I'm exhausted I have had mild hallucinations like I have seen people in broad daylight in the middle of the road that weren't real or weren't actually there while I was driving, and it's caused me to almost have an accident a couple of times which is why we shouldn't drive while we're tired. Over the years I've learned to distinguish between hallucinations and real things, and also learned to just not drive while I'm exhausted. It doesn't happen a lot anymore, but then again I really try not to do important things while I'm absolutely exhausted anymore. So I'm not saying it wasn't a demon, but I'm also not saying it wasn't just a hallucination, but the fact that I was wide awake is the weird part. Falling asleep in my side of the bed was nearest the sliding door to the balcony. Suddenly felt a very cold wind hit my back that was facing that way. Cursed myself for leaving the door open and also wondering why it would be so cold a breeze that time of year end of April. Got up to close the door, but it was already closed. Weird my wife gets a call a few hours later that her grandfather has just passed away a little while ago. Edit. Not a creepy feeling per se, but very hard to explain and my wife laying next to me felt nothing and was confused why I was messing with the door. When I was 15, I had to move in with my grandparents in a different city, new school and everything. A few months into the school year, I start dating a guy in my grade, we'll call him. So one night, I'm laying in bed and the room I had was at the front of the house. I had a big window and outside of the window was the balcony. You have to go eye to the room that was next to mine to go out the balcony door. But my window faced the balcony. I'm laying in bed late one night and I notice out of the corner of my eye there's something on the balcony. It's really tall and skinny and looked like it had stringy hair. 
I was so scared, I slowly turned over and layer with the covers over my head. About an hour later, I look and it's gone. I go to school the next day and tell him what happened, and he just laughed it off saying it was probably a bad dream. I thought, yeah, sure, probably. Then some girl comes up to us. I hadn't met her before, but the first thing I notice is she's extremely tall, skinny, and has stringy hair. I immediately am freaking out on the inside cause what are the chances. She introduces herself, we'll call her L. She tells me she's M's ex. The bell rings and M leaves for class, and I'm about to do the same when L stops me and says, you have a really nice room, and walks away. I'm left standing there in the hall, scared out of my mind because what I thought was some sort of demon turned out to be my boyfriend's crazy ex-stalker, who climbed up my 12 feet balcony at my house, which she somehow got the address to so she could freak me out. Somehow I preferred the demon. I grew up in remote mountain area, and I was around 16 and home alone at night. My parents had gone to some kind of work party or something. It was midsummer, pretty warm so I had my bedroom window open. My window overlooked our backyard and we have a treehouse built between two huge pine trees. It's the only time I had ever heard such a sound. I thought it was a screaming baby or something, but it was creepy and raspy. Our dogs go insane at the back door. When I go to check the door it becomes clear that something is in our treehouse. I go to grab my dad's spotlight flashlight, and I can see a pair of eyes looking back. Not necessarily unexplainable, it was clearly a mountain lion, but the sound they make was bone-chilling. When I was a teenager, I always felt hot at night, and the AC was weak in my room. It was normal for me to sleep in the living room where cool air would circulate much better. We also had two kittens that were very hyper at night, totally normal to hear some movement. One night I could hear the computer chair behind the couch running back and forth over tile lines. Finally annoyed over the sound, I decided to go adjust the seat somehow so that it won't move. I opened my eyes only to see the kittens actually sleeping across from me. And finally when my brain computes, it can't be the cats, the chair stops like it was grabbed. I just laid their eyes wide for what felt like an hour, not daring to look. I was home alone, cleaning a gun of mine when I heard the front door open and close. My other gun which was beside me I grabbed and walked to the main room of my house where the door was located nothing. I called out make yourself known I have a weapon. Nothing. Went through three rooms and then went back to the living room my gun I was cleaning was put back together. I went over to it and was very concerned. I heard in a deep drawl, that wasn't very smart, now was it? The door behind me slammed shut, with a deep demonic cackle. I unloaded my mag into the door and kicked it down. Blood drops all the way to my front door. My camera to my house didn't catch anyone leaving or entering. It was facing the door too.